You're listening to the DFS On Deck Podcast, brought to you by LineStar, the top-rated DFS tool set and number one companion for DraftKings, FanDuel, and Yahoo Daily Fantasy. Go LineStar Premium now at LineStarApp.com. Now, here are your hosts, fantasy baseball experts, Joe Pizzapia and Chris Meany. Hey, yo, what's up, everybody? It's me, Joey P, Joe Pizzapia, and welcome to On Deck right here on the Line Star app. It's me, and it's Chris Meany, and it's you, and we're here breaking down the MLB slate here. It's Monday early morning. Oh, is it early? No coffee, no nothing yet, but it doesn't matter because things need to get done. And I want to remind everybody, too, we got a new episode coming this week of the NFL show. So stick around for the pre-snap as well as we get closer and closer to uh, to football season. We are here. And uh, but in the meantime, in the meantime, Chris Meany, uh, yesterday was another fun day of baseball. Unfortunately, our dream of meeting in the World Series in my home league got snuffed out in a big way because you and I got hammered this week. Let me tell you, we both had like 60 point leads coming into week two of the playoffs. and. I've never seen scores like that. We got absolutely destroyed. So I guess we're just bridesmaids for the rest of the summer. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. We did get destroyed. Like, it wasn't even close, actually. It was a great showing from our boy Jay, who is a listener of the show, friend of the show. He he told me, um, you know, just for the years of listening to you and I and Jake and help him along. I was like, I think you're doing all right. You don't really need us. This team is is pretty stacked. So good luck to those guys. The um, it was just a dream you and I meet in the World Series, but you know what? It's always next year. So close. I can set up like a losers bracket for us anyway if we want to do that. <laughs> you know, just just for the losers. But but yeah. you know, it's uh it's it's a it's fun. It's it's good to you know, you can feel kind of the the motion start to turn here as we get into the end of August into NFL, which is great. You know, preseason is just it's frustrating. And the people play preseason DFS, look no offense. No offense. You're crazy. Like (laughs) you're just nuts. I don't get it. I don't. You're just doing it just to play. That's all. Like there's no security. There's no safety in it. There's nothing. It's it's complete luck. It it, it really is. But I want to remind everybody also to make sure you're downloading and getting that Line Star app and get ready to work with it. It's a short slate today on the Monday, but a very tricky one that's for sure. But before we get into that, I want to talk about uh, what happened yesterday in Major League Baseball. So. Let's get at it. Hedges had four hits yesterday uh, as the San Diego Padres beat up the Phillies a little bit. 3-2. They, they just kind of snuck right by them. Uh, Rafael Devers hit his 27th bomb. And your boy Travis, who you keep pointing out every time he's in a lineup, he's good. Well, he was good again. Hit his sixth as the Red Sox scored 13 runs in that one. Clevenger got his eighth win of the year. Uh, Mercado his 10th uh, home run. So another uh, good outing there for Mike Clevenger. That's what we want. A little bounce back because last uh, – Last week was not very good. No, it wasn't. And you mentioned Devers, the first guy to 100 RBI. I mean, what a season. Who would who would have called? I know you were in on him. I was as well. But for the first guy in MLB this season to get to 100 RBI, he's at 101. He's got 103 runs. And he's hitting 332. I mean, it's just a remarkable year from him. Yeah, the, the Black Book write-up with Devers was, he's still so young. What are you, crazy? I believe that's pretty much what it is. <laughs> like, take the shot on this guy everywhere. He's yeah. free. He's going to play. And, you know, all of a sudden, everybody just off of him this year. It was crazy. It was just absolutely nuts. Yeah. Lindor with his 21st home run. And, of course, the craziest thing of all on Sunday was Kikuchi throwing a shutout. What? What's yeah, happening to the, to the Blue Jays? Oh, 
awful. And Kyle Seeger's red hot too, by the way. Shout out, like yeah. unbelievable stuff. Yeah, Seeger is hot, by the way. You're right. Um, and you know his his price is fairly cheap over on FanDuel. Actually, a lot of these Seattle Mariners are, to be honest. But yeah, court, but Kyle Seeger is on a on a heck of a run. Hit the home run yesterday. Home run the day before that. He had the three run home run game. So he's got five homers. To, uh, you know, last week he had five homers, and he scored seven runs and cashed in. 11 RBI. It's a pretty good week. Yeah, that's it. Flaherty <laughs> also with his seventh win. So Flaherty looking, I think, making a statement for next year too. I think we're at yes. a point now where he's had such a good run here where people are going to look. And, and Flaherty's one of the guys who was very high on this year. And I was very, very pro Jack Flaherty in the first half of the year was very spotty. But I think the second half is proving exactly. It's kind of very eerily similar to Luis Castillo's season last year, which was very spotty in the first half, second half, very good. And then now, has reached the A status, and that's where you want. Goldschmidt with his 28th home run, uh, Cody Bellinger with his 42nd, and let's also not forget, too, Pete Alonzo, 40 dingers for a rookie NL before rookie we get record. to September. How about that? Rookie yeah. record. That's pretty impressive. He's been – he's he's blown away any expectations I had for him this season. I, I thought, you know, yeah, some power, maybe he'll strike out a ton, but – there's no way. I mean, even striking out 25% of the time for a rookie is pretty solid. The walk rate, double digit walk rate. Yeah. An unbelievable year. He's probably going to get to 45. He's certainly going to get to a hundred RBI. I mean, that's a, that's a, that's a phenomenal season. It is. It is. Mike Moustakis, by the way, too. 30 home runs two yesterday. Uh, Victor Robles with his 16th there. A ton of home runs too. Uh, oh, Dozier man. had two. Rendon. It was like home run derby. I Soto eight, had two. I think eight Nats hit a homer. It was crazy, absolutely crazy yesterday. It was just it was like home run derby out there, unbelievable. And my favorite thing of the day was definitely the evening game. You know, Granky got his thirteenth win, blah blah blah, whatever. My favorite thing was definitely the the game at the Little League Stadium, which is super fun. They wear the silly uniforms. They at the end of the game, they all shook hands just like little leaguers do. I enjoyed this profusely more than I should have. I don't know, but I then again. I played ball up in Williamsport myself. I was a coach up there for a couple of years. I actually got to play on that field and coach on that field uh, many times. It was a great thrill for me. But then that minor league ballpark, we used to go to games there, uh, you know, just kind of, you know, get a night off and you go there and you go and, and check out some man, minor league baseball and to watch those big leaguers kind of play in the little ballpark with all the kids watching. It was fun. It was yeah. a good time. It's pretty cool. Yeah, Williamsport. I, I like that baseball has done this now a, a couple times. It's it's pretty neat. And, you know, just hanging out on the on the podcast over at The Athletic, the Yins Above replacement with the Pittsburgh crew and Rob Beer Temple and Stephen Nesbitt is something that they, you know, they look forward to. And it's been a rough year in Pittsburgh. So it, it kind of, you know, brings that team away from all the distractions that's gone on. And it was pretty cool. And the big boys were the big boys in Chicago. Another home run from Nick Castellanos. Rizzo went yard Dude, as well. that Rizzo hit that Rizzo one. It seems the left. Oh, yeah. Oh, right. Oh, God. It felt like one of the Little League ones where the guy just didn't move almost. That's my favorite. I love when guys hit a home run and the outfielders don't move. It's the most insulting thing to the pitcher. And I love well, that. It. It's that favorite. Harper Grand Slam or wasn't wasn't the Grand Slam. The walk off that he had this off. past week. And I, it was funny. There was a, I forget who it was from now. And it was just um, it was almost like a like a gif and like a it, it reminded me of like a little nintendo thing so they just showed the right fielder and i forget who it was now but as soon as the ball was hit he immediately just starts walking in at a fast pace like to the dugout like it's over <laughs> like, yeah. you know well, i don't even sit there and watch this go over my head i'm i'm gone sometimes you just know all right that was yesterday in the weekend but it's a new day yes it is so let's get after it and it is a wacky slate oh my god it's the wild west tonight 
Uh, I've got a lot of thoughts. I know Chris does too, but let's start with Baltimore. John Means at home against Jorge Lopez. Uh, Santander, guess what? He's still 3.1 on FanDuel. Uh, I don't want either of the pitchers. We're not going this route, but no. in terms of offense, 3.2 for Whit Merrifield, all the way down to 3.2, Chris. What is happening? Dozier 3.8, Solaire 3.6. But to me, it's it's still about Santander 3.1 being the best value in that Baltimore Orioles lineup. I just, you just can't stop the guy right now. No, you can't. And Jonathan VR has had a pretty solid second yeah. half as well. So, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a small sample size, uh, but, you know, Lopez is not a great pitcher. I think you can attack him from both sides. But lefties so far is kind of where it's been at. 347, 406, 605 slash line, a 417 Woba, 10 homers. So Santander's going to move over to the other side. Villar, VR is going to move over to the other side. Those are the two I like. And it, it is a wacky slate. It really is. I mean, it Baltimore's is. got a 5.3 team implied total. I mean, you can get involved with a couple guys there and make it work. Yeah. You want to talk about variance? Whit Merrifield is 5-1 on DK and just 3-2 yeah. on FanDuel. 3-2 on FanDuel. He's, he's mean, been a steal all year on FanDuel. This guy gets no respect. None. Like, none. none. And it's been two years. Like, oh, yeah, he had a breakout year. He's not going to be able to do that again. And then last this past year, I don't feel like anybody was really – I just felt like he was going a little bit later than he should. And, and again, like just look at his price on Fandles three, two, he's been, he's been pretty solid all season long. Joe Ross and the nationals are going to travel to Pittsburgh to take on Trevor Williams. Again, from the pitching standpoint here, I'm not super thrilled. Sometimes you like to make a case for Joe Ross is tonight. One of those cases, he's 6.9 on DK 7.3 on Fandle. I don't love it on Fandle, but on DK, I kind of get it. Yeah. at DK, it's okay because of the slate. I do make a case for him, but he doesn't strike out a lot of guys, 36 oh. and 42. But listen, he's only allowed one run in his last three outings. And, you know, they haven't come against great teams, Arizona, San Francisco. This one is not a great team in Pittsburgh. They don't strike out a ton. But, you know, over those three outings, his, he has 16 innings, and he's only allowed nine hits. So he's been pretty solid. But, again, on the flip side, he only has 11 strikeouts. So he does keep the ball on the ground, which I like. Probably going to get the W also like that. But yeah, standalone value, Fandle, there's not a lot there. Yeah, but there is standalone value on Victor Robles at 3-2 and Juan Soto at 4. Uh, both these guys very hot right now. Uh, very, and you can have the two of them for you know 7.2 combined. That's pretty darn good. Uh, Rendon still always a good value at four, three. You always like him, but, uh, and Adam Eaton, I find is actually has been much better. He's hitting three ten in the second half. Yeah. How did I think of this week? Was the many, one of the many Nats that go the yard many. yesterday. Yeah. 358 average in August. So he's somebody we need to keep an eye on. Cause if you're looking over on FanDuel and DraftKings, I mean, he's three, five on FanDuel. He's, he's actually jumped up. He was three last week. So they've caught up, caught onto him a little bit. And this is the thing. Like Adam Eaton has a good month. He's three, five. Whit Merrifield has a good year. He's three, two. It's just weird how some of the <laughs> yeah. players are, are like this, but yeah, some of those, some of those lefty bats against Trevor Williams is the way to go. All right. Now here's a tricky one. Cause you got Trevor Bauer at 10, two on Fandle. Trevor Bauer is 11, seven. That's very expensive on DK. He's at home. He's against the Padres. The last outing, not very good. The last couple outings up and down to say the very least, still walking too many guys. Here's the issue. Okay. Or here, I guess here's a real question. What do you do with Trevor Bauer tonight? Is he a cash game play just because of the salary? Or is he a tournament play based on his recent track record? And there's an upside for strikeouts against the Padre lineup. So I'm going to walk away from this one because this one makes my head hurt today. I th- I know what I think. I want to hear your thoughts because because uh, right now Trevor Bauer is leaving me kind of confused. Yeah, there's no way I'm playing him cash. Like I'll play him in cash if I'm doing $5, $10, 
lineups. Like if you're a heavy cash player, you can't trust Trevor Bauer. You just can't. He's been like this all year with the walks. I mean, he's this walk rate is 3.65. Yeah, he's got the highest ceiling on the board tonight by far, and that's why you roll him out in tournaments. It, it, it's real. It, it's it's pretty simple, really. I mean, he's he. Well, that's exactly sure, he, what I was thinking too. He could strike I, out I, a few Padres tonight, no question about it. But he's 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 just for if you're again if you're a big cash game player like for me personally i wouldn't do it so i'm not going to suggest anybody else to do it no. I'm not gonna well put it's all the my trap of the big power. name and the big salary and you go oh okay he's the cash game arm of the night but is he i don't think so either i think he's, he's not a, the safest I, no i think he's a fan i think he's a, a tournament fan to play and uh, god the, the price is so expensive 11 7 on dk i think he's a total fade on dk altogether yeah i, I, I don't want anything to do with him uh personally now now that being said is there anybody on the San Diego Padres side that you're intrigued by? Yeah, the most of these guys like are just better against lefties. So I mean, yeah, Manny Machado at three eight, uh, maybe Josh Naylor at two seven. Like these are some guys who got some pop in their bat. And Bauer has allowed twenty five home runs. His fly ball rate is is pretty high. It's extreme right now compared to you know what we normally see out of this guy. So I, I'm not going to stack against him, but. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if some of those guys like, you know, go yard against against Trevor Bauer. I mean, you just look at some of the splits and it's it's both sides. The lefties have 16 homers against them at 344 Woba. So that's why I throw Naylor in there. I mean, I don't have a lot of faith in Eric Hosmer, but at 3-3, maybe it's it's all that. All it is, is is just you being contrarian and going against the grain where people will probably play Bauer in tournaments and take shots on him in tournaments. Whereas if he does get lit up and you're off of him and you're on that San Diego train, just a couple guys, then, you know, that's a pretty big edge that you have in the rest of your, you know, I can't believe that Aquino is up to four or five on FanDuel. That's a, that's a very, (laughs) we haven't seen that all year from guys. No, where you guys just like rock it up there. It's crazy. And Suarez is three, eight. He's the better value right now. Yeah. He's especially against the lefty and Laura tonight. So I think Suarez at three, eight is a terrific value. I think you take that to the bank. Marco Gonzalez, the lefty against Brendan McKay, the lefty. They're both in Tampa. Chris Meany, the Mariners riding high after the Kikuchi shutout. Does it continue to roll in Tampa? It might. It, it may. Um, a lot of lefties in that lineup, so I'm a little hesitant to to roll them out against McKay. But you know, maybe Sant- maybe Santana. I think we, you know, you, I don't think you can ignore Kyle Seager right now. You know, he pr- he may be pretty chalky, but the fact that you know he's on this run that he's on, Fanduel three five, it's not bad. I don't know if I'll go there at four on DK, but this is a this is just a wacky slate where you can really do what you want. Like, yeah, but Kyle Seager against the lefty does that bother you at all? Yeah, it does. It bothers yeah. me at all, or to the point where I'm I'm definitely not going to play him in cash. Yeah, see, I'm giving Santana too because like, he has he's been stone cold lately too, and. I don't know, man. I think this is another game where I just kind of just wrap it up and just toss it. I don't know. It's it's just not feel the thrilling to me because of the I'd two ra- lefties. Yeah, I'd rather play McKay than anyone else in this in the entire. Agreed. Game. Agreed. Yeah. I I definitely agree with that. All right, finally something I'm excited about: Dakota Hudson at six seven over on Fanduel. That is super cheap. That is outstanding. I love this. Now it's a tough matchup it's against the Brewers, so you're getting that tougher matchup. But at home, I continue to say this: I like Dakota Hudson on DK. He's just eight point six. So I'll put it to you. Are you afraid of the Milwaukee Brewers against Dakota Hudson? Or are you saying, hey, look, I know what Hudson is. Not the biggest strikeout guy in the world, but it's decent enough. Uh, you know, look, it's you got to take your spots with him. That's what we've talked about, taking your spots. I think tonight, because you're so limited in your choices, it's a, it's a shot worth taking. 
It certainly is a shot. Uh, there's a couple guys in this range that actually not even in that range. He is six, seven. There's a couple guys in the mid sevens that you can get behind, but if you're going to punt pitching and you're looking at the board, I mean, we're living in a world today where Wade Miley is 11, two on DraftKings. This is a weird this, world. It's a very strange place we live in right now. Yeah. What it's come to very strange, but the same things apply that we've been saying about Hudson. He's better at home. 3.4 ERA at home, a 57% ground ball rate. Very, very solid. And Milwaukee is, has been the same lineup. Now, they had a huge series against Washington. Both teams scored a ton of runs. But we know what they are on the road, not the same team. Again, if you're going to punt pitching, why not? Why not do it and then stack some bats? I mean, Astros are, are going to be hard to get in, but they're playing Detroit like against Edwin Jackson. So this is the way to do it. You want to get some Astros in there, you're going to have to go down to Dakota Hudson. I don't hate it. There's a couple other guys that are like a little bit better, but they're, they're – the value is not as well. That's what I mean. I, I think I think the concept is exactly right. It's six seven. It's a joke. You know, he's practically Cody Bellinger. <laughs> you know, he's like right. that's kind of a price. <laughs> so you know, I think you just you say, all right, give me all the offense I possibly can. It, it makes it a trout night against the lefty in Texas. It makes it a night where you can go up to, uh, gosh, you could basically get whatever you want. You want a Kino and Suarez? You got yeah. it. You want this? You got it. Like you, you could, could go mini Houston is what you could do, and that's pretty. That's pretty strong. Like if you go mini Houston. And then Dakota Hudson, like it kind of balances um, itself out. I agree. I'm with you. But let's uh, let's continue on about the Mike Trout thing too, because again, because of some of the lesser pitchers on the slate, you can get involved with Trout tonight. He's at four nine over on uh, FanDuel on DK's at five six, so tougher, but but still kind of doable tonight because you you know eight eight six for Hudson. It's it's not terrible. You can do it. You can make it work. It's fine. It's just you know very difficult tonight to really find anything cash game wise that you feel solid about. So you might as well pivot a little bit and play more tournaments tonight because they just think cash is going to be all over the board. Uh, obviously there's a favorable ballpark factor here going into Texas against Colby Howard. Is there anybody else in this uh, angels lineup before we get to Texas that you're excited about? Cause Texas is a lefty and we know what we usually say about lefties against the Rangers. We fade them. So any yeah, other righties in the angels lineup you're excited about? Upton's, Fletcher? Up, Fletcher's up, been hot. Fletcher's been hot. I mean, he's the hardest guy in baseball to strike out. 3K. Highest, highest. 3K. I know. And I watched his, he struck out over the weekend and man, was he rattled. You could tell he just does not strike out. It makes a lot of contact, the highest contact rate in baseball. So him atop the order is, is phenomenal. I would stay away from the lefty bats in the Angels lineup, Cole Calhoun and Choi Otani. I, I, I really would. Upton's the way to go. Albert, Albert Pujols actually has been pretty good against lefties. He has 50 RBI in his last 48 game. Imagine that. But he's not doing like a whole lot elsewhere. But those are the guys I would go. Like Upton, Pujols, and Trout, and Fletcher, if you want to stack. I mean, they have a 6.1 team implied total. is pretty high. All right. Wade Miley at 9K, which is very reasonable on FanDuel. Very, very reasonable. Yes. 11-2 on DK. Unbelievable. And the FanDuel pricing is so friendly. I mean, I guess Wade Miley is probably going to be the chalky cash game of the night, and I think it's just fine. Yeah. It's just fine. Wade Miley and the rest of these guys against Edwin Jackson, who's absolutely terrible. So that means everybody's in play here. Absolutely. One through six is in play for me. If you even want to get some of the bottom guys, whatever. I don't care. However you want to work it, just get all the Astros at home against Edwin Jackson. He stinks. He's awful. The implied total for this one is nine and a half. I think that the Astros can get that by themselves. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah, they should be able to easily. So. Yeah, this is a tough spot for Edwin Jackson. I mean, <laughs> what a rough year he's had. Now he's going to go into Houston to face this lineup. So brutal. Yeah, Wade Miley is the cash game play at home. 2.02 ERA over 62 innings. Unbelievable stuff. And opponents only hitting 187. And lefties only hitting 187 against him. So 
He's the cash game play. You're right. Lock right. it and up. All the Astros. It, all I the guess, Astros. Lock even it up. even the bottom of their order is so expensive. Like Guriel is a five one. Like it's it's really tough to get yeah. these guys in unless you you know you go down to a guy like maybe Hudson. Or you go to FanDuel and play it. I'm telling you, FanDuel oh, yeah. it's Always. much more user friendly. You know, we've already popped out some of those guys too earlier. Like Whit Merrifield is super cheap, and and uh, Robles is super cheap. You can get in there and work down a little bit of the price of some of these guys who are in the mid four range because all these guys on FanDuel are in the mid fours. Springer, Altuve, Brantley, Bregman, Alvarez, all 4-4 four, four, or 4-3, four, somewhere in that range. Uh, Ivan Nova against the Twins at home. Uh, Nelson Cruz, we're hoping, you know, we're hoping uh, uh, returns and 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 better play from the, the Twins a little bit, pick it up a little bit because, uh, again, when Nelson Cruz is out of that lineup, that's that's the question. Eddie Rosario at 3-8, Cruz at 4. Kyle Gibson is a 7-4 over on FanDuel. I don't love Kyle Gibson because of the, the strikeout rate. Sometimes a little, eh. but at 10.1 on DK, is this another fade? Yeah, I think it's another fade. The only reason you're going to play Kyle Gibson is because you're probably going to get a win. Uh, really? That's it. I mean, he's walked nine guys in his last two outings and they have come yep. against tough teams in Milwaukee and Cleveland, but that is a little concerning, but the ground ball rate is solid again, 50%, a team that strikes out a little bit in, in the white Sox. Gibson four outings ago went into Chicago and six innings, one run, nine K. And again, he isn't a guy that strikes out. You, you said off the top, he's not a guy that strikes out a lot of people. And you look at another start against the White Sox earlier in the year, nine K through seven. So that's 18 strikeouts and two outings against the White Sox this year. Probably going to get there. You're probably going to I love the price on FanDuel more than DraftKings. I'm willing to take that shot seven, four. It's pretty cheap. And then, you know, you can afford Astros or twins if you go that way. And it's, it's fairly safe because Gibson and the twins will probably win this game. Yeah. James McCann swinging a hot bat too. Just want everybody to know. <laughs> How do you know that? Uh, because I was playing <laughs> against him last week. He's just three, three. So another one, if you're looking for a lineup builder, uh, you and I just Astros. got destroyed by catchers. Uh, Jay had Will Smith against me, who's yeah, just been just on crazy. a hell of a run as well. I tell you, I'd rather get blown out than lose by a point or two, because then you second guess every decision you made at every little tiny starter set or whatever it is. Just yeah. if I'm going to lose, just destroy me. And that's it. But that's all right. We finished in the money. That's all that matters. We almost made it to the dance. But I'm also very happy. That's a league that ends September 1st, which I'm all about. It's a good call. Yeah. It's a good call. That's it. It's done. Let's move on. And last but not least, Zach Gallen. Second start in a row against Colorado. The last one wasn't great, but again, it was against Colorado. This one, he's at home. And I have to say this one, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued with Gallon at eight. He's got a little strikeout upside in him. Uh, the cost is right. He's 9.3 over on DK, just eight on FanDuel. And I got to say this one, I'm kind of in tonight on Zach Gallon because of the kind of slate it is, uh, especially if you're looking for a secondary arm at nine, three, you could put him together. Uh, with Dakota Hudson and kind of make that work as like a little lower grouping. You kind of fade away from Wade Miley and just kind of get your pitching in a different way. I think Gallon can do enough tonight. It's not a cash game play, but I think it's a tournament one you have to consider. I'm a fan. I'm a fan as well. I like him. I, I watched that last start against Colorado. Um, obviously, yeah, it was in cores. I mean, you have nine hits. Only saw two runs. I mean, it wasn't awful. So this is somebody who's only allowed more than two runs once, and it was three runs in his second outing against Washington. So 52 strikeouts in 45 innings, a double-digit strike swinging strike percentage, an ERA that's 2.58 right now. The, the fly ball rate isn't through the roof. So, yeah, I'm definitely a fan of his, and I think he's a solid tournament arm. I think he's a pretty good uh, – pretty good value there as well so all right so tell me chris meany yeah from a betting standpoint what are you looking at today 
All right. So the betting lines let's start up at the top. We'll go with Washington. I like them at minus 132. I bet you close to seven o'clock. They're going to be like minus 150, 160 favorites. So get in on them now. Uh, I'm just going to stay away from Kansas City and Baltimore. Like just have no interest at all in, in wasting my money on those two mediocre squads. Um, and even so a sit with Tampa Bay at minus 205, it's pretty high. I think the under could hit there. It's an eight and a half, you know, the two lefties and, you know, Tampa does strike out a little bit against lefties and Seattle going up against McKay. So I think that could be the under, I like the over in LA and Texas. It's 11 and a half that could climb up to 12 and a half closer to 13 by the time first pitch happens. I like St. Louis at home. There's something there with Dakota Hudson at home. He's been very strong, very solid. Take a shot on him there. This is the this is the craziest I've ever seen for betting. I've never seen a baseball game get this high. Honest to God, I've never seen it. Houston's minus four twenty five. They open up at minus three sixty. It is <laughs> unbelievable. Kind of There's amazing. absolutely no value involved in that. You would have to pick them by three four runs, and even then, you're still going to be like minus two hundred. So if you want to go for it take their team implied total probably going to score six seven runs tonight same thing on the minnesota side they're minus 215 not as not as heavy they open up as minus 80 183 i still like the twins uh, i still like them to hit their team implied total it's probably going to be sitting at six and a half by the time we get the first pitch it's actually five and a half now i jump on that and then to finish up i like arizona at home over colorado i like that gallon call by you all right so let's get to it let's call our shot and i'm going to go with the little man in houston uh, again, I said that I think the Astros can cover the nine and a half by themselves tonight. And uh, I believe that they will <laughs> all by themselves. Thanks to Edwin Jackson. I'm going to go with my boy, Jose Altuve. Why? Well, because he's slugging 560 at home, but also because it's Edwin Jackson, but also because I got that bobblehead bet and I'm getting very close to it. Altuve sitting at 22 dingers right now, Chris. I'm super excited about it. Two more dingers, and I get an Altuve bobblehead because somebody oh, didn't believe in the little man. Baby, baby, not baby. you, not Chris Meaty, but someone else who should not be named. But I'm getting real close, and I want to make him shake. I want this by September. That's what I want. I want it signed, sealed, and delivered literally to me, and I want the Altuve on the Game of Thrones throne. The Iron Throne. I that's saw the, the tweet. I like. Yeah, I, like I saw the one. tweet yeah. from somebody. That Yeah, that's... I'm Everyone's getting involved myself. in this. Yes, because I'm trolling the guy now. Because Altuve missed significant time already this year. And the fact that he's this close already is just... It's glorious. So, lock it up. Jose Altuve tonight, courtesy of Edwin Jackson. Meany, who you got? I'm going to go over to Texas. That's the other game I'm pretty intrigued with. Like, the, the chalk is Minnesota and Houston. I think L.A. and Texas, both teams, could get to their six team applied total. So, I think there could be a lot of runs. I will go on the L.A. side and take Mike Trout, though. <laughs> no, I think that's pretty good. Yeah, so I'm going to stay away from the chalk, and I'm going to go with yeah. Mike Trout. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Boy, it's only like the second the time people, we, we've, it's, we've, we've uh, picked him, I think. It's been a... You know what? It's been a great run. I get the notifications in my phone like, oh, Bellinger in the home run lead. Oh, Yelich in the home run lead. Trout's yeah. in the home run lead. They're all kind of jumping over each other each night. Yeah, they're going away from the chalk and go with just oh, a little. And by stuff. the way, so much for the home run derby killing Pete Alonzo's second half, right? You know, we just yeah. uh, mm-hmm. we put that to bed. Like I said, that has nothing to do with anything. All that has to do with is guys who have great first halves end up in the derby. And then most of the time they regress to the mean or regress to the meanie, depending on however you want to take that. But yeah, that's yeah. just what happens. It's natural. Guys are bound to have worse second half, so they have a great first half most of the time, and that's what it is. So uh, so Pete Alonzo also. I mean, it had just so many bombs this year. It's been fun, that's for sure. Uh, in the meantime, make sure you're downloading that LineStar app and utilizing all the tools in the optimizer and get familiar with everything for NFL because it's coming around. Pre-snap show, 
Uh, again, subscribe to that. And uh, we want to thank everybody for listening. As always, follow us on the Twitter machine at LineStar app, at LineStar MLB, at LineStar NFL. And of course, at Joe Pisa PS17 and Chris Meany too. While you're at it, that'll do it for us. There's nothing left to do except step out of the on-deck circle and into the batter's box and go yard. We'll see you next time, kids. You've been listening to the DFS On Deck Podcast, brought to you by LineStar. Hit subscribe, tell a friend, and stay tuned for the next episode from fantasy baseball experts Joe Pizzapia and Chris Meany.